Early control of the NFC West is at stake at SoFi this Sunday. Hello and welcome to Between the Horns, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. I'm JB Long, you know DeMarco Farr, and let me reintroduce you to the only man at NFL Media who picked the Rams to beat the Seattle Seahawks, Maurice Jones-Drew. I appreciate that. You know, it, it really, it wasn't about me. It was, it, was the, it was the little things in life, the little people. <laughs> oh, my God. The ones that play on the field is who I believed in more than anything. The ones that coach on the field is who I really believed in. That's why I felt confident enough to pick the Los Angeles Rams. You going back to it again this week? Largest home hey, dogs in the McVay era? Double down, man. Why, why not? Put it all out there. Hey, it is what it is. Are you, you know? going to find him for being late? No, not at all. He made it. We're on time. Oh, We're good. No, man. It's 49er week. Listen, it's, you give know, me 25 I will give you that. And I personally <laughs> believe that's what happened. It had to be the pilot. It had to be a Niners fan. I'm coming from the Bay Area. Uh, I, I'm sitting there on the thing, and I'm just waiting. In Oakland, just waiting. Just waiting. Trying to mess up the show. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, bro, I got time to. Got, <laughs> He's here. Hey, between the horns, is about to kick off, babe. We got to get here. He's a gamer. He brings it. Yeah. I wish you could see him during Rams Niners. It never fails. What? He's got so many San Francisco 49ers friends oh. in his text thread, and he's in the commercial breaks just battling them. Dude, Are they really? Fighting to the death. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, they, they've had me a couple times in the deep end of the water. They try to get me down there. Let me guess. They keep bringing up the regular season, right? All the, oh, that's okay. what I told them. Hey, regular season champs. It's funny, right? It yeah. is funny. Yeah. What happened to the NFC Championship game? They don't want to talk about that. Screenshots no. and receipts for <laughs> Rings, man. You know, you know what? Uh, save good. it for another time. We'll save it for another time. All right, lot to get to, including the matchup with San Francisco. But I want to start with what we learned from week one. Revised expectations. Flying home from Seattle. DeMarco, you thought what? Matthew Stafford is a bad man. Mm -hmm. uh, we knew that. Coming out of Detroit, coming here, winning the Super Bowl. We knew he had arm talent. But, man, is he competitive. Yeah. Uh, it was absolutely fun watching him play. I had more fun watching him watching the, the, the Seahawks melt down when he had that smile on his face. I mean, that is petty, and I love that out of your starting quarterback. But the way he commands the pocket, the way he was just delivering the football, Matthew Stafford is absolutely special at quarterback. I told you that I hadn't had that feeling since game one of the Sean McVay era, since they beat the Colts at the Coliseum, where you had this sense of like, I think it could be good, but I don't know what to expect. But you made a great distinction. That year, we were wondering, who is Jerry Goff? Right. Who can he be under Sean McVay? We know what a proven commodity Matthew Stafford is. It was just refreshing to see him healthy again. Yeah, I think for me, it maybe not be an overreaction, but the leadership, right? You talked about the pettiness. I think that's mm -hmm. the it that you're looking for. Like, are you petty enough to keep going and try to put your foot on someone's throat? And we saw that in this game. And that's where you've always wanted to see. The Rams, like, go out and really dominate an opponent the way they did. And for me... It was they played a complete game of football, a complete game. Special teams was solid minus the missed field goal, but offense, defense turned it up in the second half, and they really just put a complete game together. Now the question is, can you do it again? And and you know I think it's a it's a it's a thing of confidence, right? Mm -hmm. We always think the the game of football at this especially at this level, it's the talent level is all pretty much even. Like everyone has talent, they're talented. It's who's most confident in, in your scheme and what you're doing and. On uh, Sunday, it was the Rams were way more confident in what they were doing. I mean, they had young guys are talking trash, getting under people's skin. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had rookies making sacks, not giving up sacks, making big time catches. Like it was, it was what you look for. And 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 I love the quote that you said after the game about Matthew Stafford, right? Like this is who we are, and we're going to continue to show the world who we are. Even the Seahawks gave it to the Rams. They gave them their flowers. They said they wanted it more. They had a better plan, better execution, more desire. 
So now that you've seen it, it's one thing to think you know in the summer, but now that you've seen it between the lines, what are your revised hopes or expectations for this group? They haven't changed for me. I feel like they've always been competitive, and it's always the game of football is always going to be, you know, three points here or three points there. I, I, I still believe the Rams are a 10 win team. If you can stay healthy, you're a 10 win team in this situation. And, and it really goes down to how do you perform against the Niners, uh-huh. right? And then how do you perform when you play, you know, you win your division? Can you continue to battle that way when you have off schedule games like the Bengals or the Colts? Can you steal a couple of those? But to me, I think I think this the way this roster is built up and the way they performed, and it may be just because they know Seattle, right? They know Seattle. They know what they like to do. They know their tendencies. But can you change and mold each week? I think they can. I, I like 10 wins this year. I, you got to be worried. I'll take that. it. <laughs> yeah. you got to watch the whiplash from week one to week two in this league. Oh, it's a big one. No doubt. Well, I mean, it's coming. I mean, San Francisco is the ultimate test. It's coming and it's coming early. I mean, you guys saw that tape. I mean, they were dominant on both sides. Cody Pickett was running for his life. And McCaffrey was running away from people like his life depended on it. So they're a tough out. And whatever you did versus Seattle, great. Now it's, it's going to be even tougher against San Fran. And you're all going to be tested. Not just one guy, but everybody's going to be tested so coaching playing everything and special teams uh complete game i thought the rams i thought the most impressive thing was the way they fought back through adversity you get one block they fought back there Uh, the offense goes out the defense gets the stop and you gave stafford another shot so all that's going to matter a lot versus san fran because if you give them one iota of a chance to put you away, they absolutely will. Look at Pittsburgh. That's what they do. Down 17, down 20 to nothing before they knew it, and that was it. So you can't get behind San Francisco early at all. Yeah, not just that the Rams won, but the way they won on the road against Mm -hmm. the 12s with so many rookies making their professional debut, the poise while the Seahawks boiled over. Let's get to Sean McVay here. Let him give you the rundown on those rookies who made their Rams debut. And then I want to ask you all, who was the most impressive rookie of week one? I think just the overall strain. I think the ability to be able to compete, you know, knowing that the game wasn't too big for them. Um, you could just see they, they had a really good look in their eye. And I think, again, it's a credit to those coaches. They got them ready. It's a credit to the work that they put in. Um, I've really enjoyed the connection where it is coaches and players are in this thing together. Um, but we had a lot of young guys that, that really did a great job. Kobe Turner's been a guy that he just, he plays with a relentless effort, a tenacity. He's got some, obviously, physical tools and skill sets but he's got a big picture understanding of what we're trying to get done he's got a versatile skill set can that can allow him to be a factor on rundowns on pass downs and thought that was on display I was really pleased with Byron Young another young guy that that did a really good job and both you know I thought Steve Avila and Puka Nakua and and then even Alex Ward and, and Ethan Evans you know you're talking about a lot of young rookies that were starting playing in their first game and 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 certainly did a, a great job of being able to help us get the win the other day. So complimentary on the whole class, and I think there's more to come from the likes of Trey Tomlinson, even better days for Ethan Evans. But who stood out to you in week one as the most impressive rookie? To not give up a sack Ah. in your rookie debut, Steve Steve Avila, I thought he played basketball. And, you know, Baldy, one of my coworkers at NFL Network, did a whole thing on it. And you just saw him cave down size, create lanes, not give up pressure. And and every now and then, like, as a rookie, you're expecting – I play with a bunch of rookie linemen. It's like, he'll make a misstep here. No. To pass off stunts, mm-hmm. to to be dominant in the running game, to get, you know, when they on the Cam Akers touchdown, he's a he went two guys over mm-hmm. and got outside of that. Like that type of athleticism from a guy that size, it's gonna be tough to stop. Again, like I said, I, I thought and it's 
they don't linemen don't get enough love, especially to not give up a sack, right? And your quarterback's holding the ball. He he had a lot of time in the pocket and was holding the ball. To me, I, I that's what I thought of immediately when when this question was posed was like. Steve Avila, he did a great job. I really like him. Uh, on Monday, he poked his head in. We're doing the coaches show. He's the nicest kid in the world until he puts a helmet on. Right. Uh, really. I mean, then he turns into psycho man, and I love it. So I'm watching him on tape, and this was like your rookie year, my rookie year. I was going after Joe Montana and couldn't believe it. It was surreal. He's knocking down Bobby Wagner, <laughs> drilling Bobby Wagner. I'm like, do you know what you're doing? That's a Hall of Famer you're doing that to. Well, good. Don't wake up. Be that guy. I thought he was special. So... The guys besides him that stood out, I got to give it to Byron Young. And I thought you summed it up the best way. You definitely felt that presence. And I'm trying to remember, it had to be Kevin Carter in 95 and then Chris Long a couple of years later. The only guys that actually started as edge guys Mm. that came in. They were drafted and became starters from day one Wow, and looked pretty good doing it. So, yeah, the, the, the ceiling is high for him. Uh, his speed is unbelievable. I mean, you see it even in plays where he gives up, where he gives up the edge and the running back gets around him. He's fast enough to run that guy down and put it back on the right shoulder. You know what I mean? That's the stuff that you can't teach that special. I was going to say, I think Michael Hoyt gave up an edge and then they, they, put, Byron, they, yeah, they yeah. put Byron Young back in there. And then literally he was about to get collapsed down. He's like, oh, no, I got to sprint. Run. And like he sprinted to the sideline and they run it back. In the, I was like, oh, my. And we talked about that. And I was like, learning. Yeah. Making mistakes, watching others make mistakes, and then learning from that, correcting that. That's how you get better as a rookie in this When league. we were in Denver, I almost fell out of my chair when on this program, DeMarco said, I think Steve Avila has a chance to be Sean McVay's first Pro Bowl guard. I was like, man, guys haven't played a down yet. That's impressive. But then what you told me this morning about Kobe Turner, you might oh, yeah. even be going bigger here, DeMarco. Oh, yeah. See, Kobe Turner is going to be the guy we talk about once Aaron Donald retires. Come on. No question. I've heard that See, multiple times. It, it's Look, I'm, not saw it wrong. I'm just impressed that he's going on the record he's with got, that in September. He's got the ability. He's got the speed. He's got the want to. He's got the dog in him. And I, this is what I love on the sidelines. He follows Aaron around. That's how you learn, right? When Aaron sits on the bench, Kobe Turner takes a knee right next to him and just listens or talks to him and 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 bounces things off him. He wants to be good. When Aaron steps down, we'll be talking about Kobe Turner as the guy here. You know, the funny thing you say that too, I remember my rookie, I followed Fred Taylor everywhere he went. You just, you learn a routine. Mm-hmm. If I'm Kobe Turner, I'm following Aaron Donald. You in the weight room? Let's go. You go into the bathroom? Hold on. I'll wait there. <laughs> but I'm going to wait outside because when you come back, we're going to keep talking. Because I want to know everything, everything that you're thinking and why you're thinking it. Because maybe I could take something from that and it'll help me down the road. And you saw that. You saw the pass rush move. You started seeing the, the pocket collapse. Like mm-hmm. that, that pass rush came alive in the second half. And that was, man, that was, that was important. It was, it was rookie based. You guys are the best teammates. I asked you a question. Who is the most impressive rookie? And you didn't even mention Puka Nakua. You just let me clean up with the dude who went out and got 119. <laughs> hey, man, debut. listen. I, what do you want? There were so many of them. Oh, yeah. But I'm with you. Like, it was so nice because last year, Cooper Cup was the only Rams receiver who went for 90-plus in the game. And his target share was astronomical until he got hurt. With him not in the lineup to see Tutu and Puka go out there and get matching 119, Tutu most of his work in the second half. Love to see it. Cannot wait to see the three of them together. Because if you look at where Puka lined up and the routes he he ran, he can do it all. And Tutu showed that he can work between the hash marks. You bring Cooper Cup into the mix. Man, counting down the days until the three of them can get together. All right. It's going to get harder. Oh, yeah. It might get the hardest in week two. Are we ready to turn our eyes to the San Francisco 49ers? Yeah, I, I think I did that uh, probably like once we landed from Seattle. How will it yeah. be different? Like where to start? Oh, more physical physicality. 
they are the most physical football team that I've seen in a long time mm -hmm. in the NFL. And that's, this is more physical than they were last year. They're healthier. They fly around. They want to hit you. And we know, and the, this is the part, this is the thing that is always the toughest. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. When you know a team, it was like the Manny Pacquiao, who did he fight? He fought the third time. Marquez. And if, you, there's no, that's yeah. out the window. Now we're just fighting, right? There's no game plan. <laughs> we, we done fought three times. You yeah. know what I'm doing? I know what you're doing. We just got to figure it out. And that's what this becomes to because you know what the, the Niners are going to do. And you want me to tell you what they're going to do? This is but six years running. You want me to tell you? or Go ahead. I'm still okay. hearing it, but go okay, ahead. Okay, we're going to set one way and then we're going to shift. And then we're going to go run away from Aaron Donald. We're going to toss, put tight ends in motion. We'll put Debo in the backfield and run a uh, inside zone. And we'll throw short passes. Offense, that's what we're going to do. Defensively, we're going to play press man on the outside. We're going to let rush four. We're going to act like we're going to blitz sometimes. But we're only going to play cover three and cover one. And we're going to force you to stop us. That's what's going to happen. And you know that. Like, there, there is no if, answer, but you know this is going to happen. Are you willing to do what it takes to stop it? There's two differences to me, one on offense, one on defense. They're both bad news for the Rams. Let's start on offense, though. No more Jimmy Garoppolo. That should be good news, but mm. this Purdy dude. Oh, my God. Can Unreal. you imagine if he was putting up these numbers, if, if he was wearing Trey Lance's oh, draft status and jersey and he was giving them this? He, they're going to have to pay him. They're going to have to pay him next year. Yeah. And the problem is, I don't know if they're going to have the money to, but he, he his superpower is processing. And that's what people don't understand. Like, mm -hmm. he doesn't have the strongest arm. He's not the most athletic, he's blah, blah, blah. Though. But he's quick because he knows where to go with the ball on the snap of the – he knows where the ball should be. He knows. And so you're going to have to disguise your coverages. You have to do a lot of things late so you can slow him down and you allow Aaron Donald to get there. But that's a problem. Like, against mm -hmm. Pittsburgh, he – I don't think he missed one read. Like, the only thing that was getting him was T.J. Watt on the right tackle. That was about it. Everything else, the ball was getting out quick – and he was decisive with his throws. He processes quickly. That is scary for and a young Ayuk guy. Ayuk is a number one now. Oh, my oh, God. Yes. He used to be a two to Debo. He's he's one and one A. Well, at least he was in week one. I mean, here's the thing about San Fran. They just believe they're tougher than the Rams, period. They really do. They, they treat the Rams as a finesse squad. And they come out and they try to bully you. Yeah. And for the most part, it's worked, especially in the regular season. It When didn't it work when the Rams decided to hit Debo across the middle? Really? And send a message, Nick right? Scott was the one that sent the message. This yep. is different. So this is what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take to beat San Fran. Really, that front four, and they have waves of guys. When they brought Hargrove in, that got even scarier. Bosa is still working himself into shape. The other guy had three sacks Drake versus Jackson. Oh, yes. my goodness. So this will be different than Seattle. Nuosu was their only threat last week. Now everyone, when you line up, all five guys will be on islands. Somebody's going to get doubled, and the other three are going to be one-on-one. -on -one. You have to win there. So that's why I didn't mention Puka Nakua. I mentioned Matthew Stafford. He got the ball out. Puka had a great game, but it was Matthew Stafford. This will be different. This will be all on that front five. And as impressive as it was to see them thrive in second and long and third and long and go 11 of 17 on third down and score a goal line touchdown on fourth down, you, you can't win with that blueprint. It's not sustainable. In a one-game sample size, sure. But over the course of a month or a season, you can't live that way. They have to be more efficient on the early downs. They have to be more efficient with their running game. We know that. Sean McVay said as much in, in our coaches' show mm -hmm. on Monday uh, because they built a wall around Matthew Stafford. And it was refreshing to see, hey, if this guy has clean feet in front of him, if he can climb the pocket, edge rush doesn't bother him as much. Uh -uh. 
but San Francisco is built differently. Their edges are better than Seattle's, and between the tackles, they are a nightmare. Well, you know, we, we talked about rookies. This is this is a, a true test that you're going to deal with. Eric Armstead, oh. right? Like, they're going to put a Hargrave in there. Like, you're going to now, welcome to the National Football Don't get me wrong, Seattle, they, they're they overall, they're a really good team. But, but not now, like this. Yeah, this yeah. is individuals, right, that, are, that have the ability to change the game at every position. Outside linebacker, safety, middle linebacker, D tackle, D in corners, like they got guys everywhere. And and but that that doesn't say that you can't go out there and do it. It's just saying that they're talented, very talented, and they're playing really well right now. And that, and, that, and as a as a competitor, you want to face that challenge on. I would want to embrace this team. I want to go see where we are and how where, are we where we need to be, or do we need to improve? And or are we going to improve as we go forward? Let's get QB one's take on preparing to face the San Francisco 49ers. It's really, you know, what good defense is about in the past game, in my opinion, which is rush and coverage. You know, it's not just, hey, these guys get home all the time or, you know, hey, we can cover all day. It's a little bit of both. You know, their guys in the back end do a great job of understanding what their guys in the front side, you know, front seven are doing as far as, okay, can we be more aggressive on these routes? Can we be less aggressive? How many guys are we sending forward? What are we expecting, you know, the quarterback to have to do here as far as get the ball out timing wise? And then, um, you know, it's a first round pick at basically every spot you look at. So uh, they got a bunch of talent and a bunch of players um, playing at a high level, um, fast, physical. They communicate great, um, you know, really, really solid defense. Matthew Stafford there in his four regular season games head to head against San Francisco. The 49ers have sacked him 16 times. How many times uh, was that Bosa? And that's part of that 30 million bucks they're paying him to just ruin whatever the Rams. Mm -hmm. have. But look, you've got to run the football. And I was surprised as anyone, or maybe you two, uh, how much run Kyron Williams got versus Cam Akers in Seattle. I didn't mind it. He was scoring. I mean, it was tough sledding running the football, but I was really surprised at how much run he got in the game. I'm glad you mentioned his name because you talk about pass protection and keeping Stafford clean. He and the backs played a huge role in that Higby too. Yeah, I think – you know, when you talk about the the JB, you talked about being efficient. Efficiency against the Niners is very important because it puts them in an uncomfortable situation. Mm. They're used to being in second and longs, third and longs. They're gonna go. They're gonna be geeked up to stop the run on first and second down, right? So they can earn the right to rush. But if you're efficient and you get them into third and short, that's where they're not. They're not. They're not the best at that. They don't know how to play. Do I play man? Do I play zone? Do we blitz? Like you put them in a different situation. I think that's going to be the important thing for the Rams is how efficient you are on first and second down. Can you get to those third and mediums, those third and shorts like we saw in Seattle? You know, second and seven, second and nine, you get seven yards, it's third and two. Now I have my whole playbook open. I can run mm-hmm. the ball. I can do different things uh, to get you off balance. And so for me, that, that's going to be important. It's going to be important to get those offensive line going forward too. Not necessarily sideways against this team, but going forward. A lot of double teams, a lot of duo blocking downhill will help out a Pittsburgh lot. Pittsburgh started to move it. I mean, the game was over 17, 20 to nothing, but they did drive the football, you know, towards mm-hmm. the end of that football game. So there was some success there out of Pittsburgh, but the onslaught was too much. They just couldn't come back. Kansas City got him right in Christian McCaffrey's mm. debut as a Niner, undefeated since in the regular season, undefeated in games that Brock Purdy starts and finishes. Would be nice for lots of reasons to put an end to this 11-game regular season winning streak for the 49ers. And there, there's even more of a sense of urgency, I feel, because of what's ahead for San Francisco. The Niners have Thursday night football after their trip to SoFi. That's their home opener against the Giants. The Giants got embarrassed by the Cowboys on their home field at the Meadowlands. And then the Cardinals come to Levi Stadium. Point being, if you don't get them here, there's a very real possibility San Francisco sitting at 5-0 and when they play host to the Dallas Cowboys. So just something to watch. 
Uh, another reason to be sweet to get a win over San Francisco on Sunday, it is Sean McVay's 100th wow. career regular season game. Crazy, a milestone right? moment <laughs> in Inglewood. 61-38. and 38. NFL Coach of the Year. He's taken four teams to the playoffs, those two NFC championships, of course, the indelible Lombardi Trophy. Until the opener against the Bills last season, he had never been so much as a game below 500. I wonder if we could just kind of go around the horn and reflect about what it's been like to be along for this ride. Man, I mean, from our first season where it was kind of a little wonky and for him to come in with that, that new offense, high-flying, scoring points and – it was the energy and the the attitude and the masters of the situation to going last year where it was kind of like we didn't know what was going on. It, it's been a it's been a roller coaster. Mm. The, it's been great though. Like I like I don't do well with roller coasters, but I love this one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because we've had some highs going to New Orleans and yeah. being in New Orleans to shut that crowd up, and then you know then you don't you have the egg in the Super Bowl. Then you come back and you find a way to bounce back. You battle back. Then you have no win November the Super Bowl year, which was insane we remember how hard that was to go through you don't win the game you don't win a game in november undefeated december was much better mm. undefeated december and then you go through a run in the playoffs those are like to me and he never wavered not he never all. wavered mm. and to me you know to think about it a hundred again that's a that's <laughs> that's insane you know what also that makes me feel a little what? old like we've been working 100. together a long time uh, like what yeah. was that 116 for us called them all yeah. someone you would have liked to have played for demarco oh my god i'd go through a wall for that guy right now uh really if he asked me to come play i would say yes i'd go give it a shot no one i can't play you know what i mean give but, it everything yeah give it everything because he's given everything he's got that's the thing about not changing i mean you could tell this means a lot to him he hates to lose he loves to win uh, he, he wants to keep this thing going. It's 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 really impressive to watch him. And we learn something about football watching from from the way mm -hmm. he coaches. And we learn something about players from the way he talks to his guys. So, yeah, I mean, coming from all the way back to the Scott Linehan era, all the way up until now. Absolutely. This is the guy that Rams fans would dream about being your head coach and you're in that era. Now you've been to the Super Bowl twice. You've won one. And there might be another one out there if you can get this roster to grow up in a hurry. So absolutely, this has been great. I can't believe it's been 100 games. And like you said earlier, I can't wait for 100 more. Here's the next 100. Yeah, I no was going to say this too. Like, let's remember the Rams took a, a big, big chance on McVay. Yeah. Right? Like, that wasn't like he was young, had what Helen called plays for what, a, a year possibly, like year two, like – and look what happened. Yeah. Sometimes you got to take chances. You don't get 100 games just to be a head coach. You got to earn those 100 yes, games. Yes. He's done that and a whole lot more. All right. This is one of those weekends where like a key to victory seems silly because you're going to need them all. Like it's got to be a yes and type of weekend. But if you had to boil it down to one, what would it be? Efficiency. You got to be efficient on offense. And and I think, DeMarco, I don't know if you're going to take defense or not, but I'll just take from the offensive standpoint. Mm -hmm. You have to be efficient. You have to score touchdowns. Field goals and stalling out in the red zone cannot happen, right? If you want to beat the Niners, and again, very tough team, um, and their style of play, which I love their style of play, right? If you try to get a, if you want to take them out of being physical, they have to be down because then they can't be physical anymore. Now they got to throw the ball, right? Throwing the ball is not a physical thing. It's a, it's a more finesse thing. So if you get them out of their game plan and you're efficient, you have a great opportunity to beat them. 
You know, for me, it's like you got to get in the phone booth with them. I mean, you got to you can't ease into a street fight. Mm-mm. You know what it's going to be. You're going to have to out physical them from from play number one to the last. And defensively speaking with McCaffrey, it's like trying to dam up a river. I mean, that water is always trying to find a way to get out and get down the field. He is just like that. Uh, attention to details is huge. That 65 yard run. One linebacker hits the gap with the wrong shoulder and away we go. One guy missed a tackle, That's too. it, and, yeah. and away we go. So you have to be letter-perfect, time in, time out, time in, time out, and just be that way defensively. But number one, you got to get in the phone booth and accept that challenge. Mm. I'll go dollars on defense because Nick Bosa has taken Aaron Donald's crown as the highest-paid defensive player in the sport, which NFL Defensive Player of the Year puts a bigger dent in the opposing pocket this week. And, and that pretty much brings everything together, right? Because it entails being efficient on offense mm-hmm. so that Bosa can't pin his ears back. Mm-hmm. It, it means can you bottle up McCaffrey so that you can earn the right to run the passer? And if if so, is Aaron Donald going to be lining up over right tackle? Everywhere. Dude. Because <laughs> that, that, yeah. that was, if you're looking for a blemish, I think their corners are fine. They look better probably than they are mm-hmm. individually because of how ferocious that rush is. But if there's a downfall early of the San Francisco 49er group, it's it's probably right guard, right tackle. Yeah. Yes. I would say everyone but the left tackle. Oh, yeah. That's just me. No doubt. Um, and I agree. I, I I think what DeMarco said, you're going to be in a phone booth. They're not going to let Aaron Donald beat him. I, I mean, we we saw that. I don't forget what game it was where Aaron Donald had like four sacks and forced fumble. Literally, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan said, we will never allow this happen again. And hasn't since. Like he will devise a whole game plan to move. So if I'm the nine, if I'm the Rams, when they shift, we shifted. How about that? Mm-hmm. You shift, we gonna shift with you. Here we go. Aaron's going in so, motion as they yeah. switch the formation. <laughs> That's what I would do. Definitely, I, I would definitely shift around and try to make them think a little bit. And your advantage is ninety nine. So never let you never let them know where you're gonna put him because that's gonna change stuff. San Francisco and Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. Control of the NFC West at stake early. Hope you'll join us in person for MJD. For DeMarco Farr, I am JB Long. As always, Between the Horns is presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers.